Hell of an episode last week, huh? I thought I phoned that in, honestly, and just I thought it was an easy uh, episode to record because I was just so pissed off about losing my job and all that stuff. But it uh, turns out people, uh, people really uh, felt it. You know, they really uh, could relate to that. You know, who hasn't had a stupid manager that looks like Lil White that you'd want to have have the shit kicked out of them? You know, without you even having to do it. Just saw Rampage, the Dwayne The Rock Johnson vessel. God bless The Rock, you know, as a wrestling fan. I'm a huge fan of The Rock. I think he's great. Pre-early 2000s in WWE. And, you know, he's a nice enough guy. But this movie is fucking boring. You know, like, it, it, I know a big complaint is what I'm about to say, which is everybody's complaint that they've had with it, is, like, if you're going to make a dumb movie based off a, a very fun... I love the video game Rampage. I love the SNES Rampage. I love Rampage World Tour for Nintendo 64. Uh, if you're going to make... But, like, it's not a movie game. You know, you can't make a movie out of that. And if you're going to, it's going to be really dumb and silly. And if it's going to be dumb and silly, just make it dumb and silly. Don't be so serious about it. You know, it had redeeming qualities. You know, like, there were... The monsters looked cool as shit, but I don't want to wait an hour to see them destroy shit. I want right out of the gate bulked-up monsters tearing buildings up and fighting each other. Is that so much to ask? Me and uh, Cindy, my girlfriend, fell asleep. We kept nodding off in the fucking movie. Thank God for movie pass, though. Holy shit. Uh-uh. I talked her into getting that. I promised her I would not talk about Movie Pass. I, I mean, they need to pay me money to get for getting people on board with them because I have been blowing them out of proportion. You know, like I've been definitely talking them up and selling them to people. So, Movie Pass. If anybody that works for Movie Pass is listening, cut me a check, though. You know, I got y'all some business. I threw some fucking business y'all's way for sure. Been wearing y'all out. Not so far, 2018's had some good movies, but uh, not a lot of great ones. A lot of popcorn movies. A lot of popcorn movies. I saw a. Well, this is the second day in a row me and uh, Cindy went to the movies together and saw a movie. So we saw A Quiet Place last night, which I gotta say, I was. I went in with low expectations. Had a really good time. I think it's great. And uh, to my surprise, I did not know that John Krasinski wrote the screenplay or co-wrote the screenplay and directed it. I think that's great for him. Uh, I think he did a great job. You know, like we all know him from The Office's Jim, a very likable character. Just a likable actor. Um, I mean, I thought he fucking knocked it out of the park with this. I thought, uh, you know, I, he's had so many duds that he's been in. That I like, you know, 10 years later, he emerges victorious and, you know, out of the pile of shit that he's been doing. He just said, fuck it, I'm going to write my own movie. I'm going to direct it. I'm going to star in it. And you can't respect that. I don't know what to tell you. I think it's, uh, I think it's great and it's good for him. I've always thought John Krasinski was likable. He just never took off like I thought he should because he was 
I guess typecast as, you know, the Jim Halpert from The Office, you know. But I hope this, you know, inspires him to do more in the writing and directing field. I thought he did a great job. What I liked about A Quiet Place was, um, and, you know, take this for what you will, I like that they made the entire movie uh, silent, pretty much, except for when the monsters appear. And, you know, that could be taken as just a cheap way to get jump scares. Sure, that's it. But it was executed. Like, the point is it was executed so well that you can overlook that that cheap trick that they pulled, I feel like. And uh, I feel like it was executed so well that... I would see it again. Like, you know, I would see it again. I would I would like to see it in the theater again. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Might be getting ahead of myself on that a little bit. I went to see Annihilation again. I don't know if I talked about Annihilation on here, but God, that is a that's a beautiful movie. It's I can't even put into words like how amazing it is. It's just it's this you hadn't seen it you need the if you have annihilation in your city in a theater right now take get off your ass right now turn this the fuck off get off your ass and go watch it at a theater i know in birmingham is at the dollar theater right now so well maybe not by the time this comes out if it still is take advantage of it this is a movie you need to see in a theater this is a theater movie like i went to you know i went to go see it at the summit when it came out in the stadium seating then the best way i saw it was by myself in the Dollar Theater. And the reason this was great is because this movie is so unsettling and, and, and terrifying, and it, it's also very beautiful to look at. The Dollar Theater we have here is old school seating. It's not stadium seating. It's all one level, and, you know, in there I was by myself, and it's this vast darkness that you can see. There's nobody in there, and it's very, this gave it this very added layer of creepiness and terror to this already horrifying movie to watch. Um, Alex Garland, who is the one who directed it, he directed Ex Machina. Um, I believe he wrote, he did write The Dread from 2012, which I have not seen. I need to get on that, I know. Um, But man, I loved Ex Machina. I loved Annihilation even more. Uh, I feel like Alex Garland is going to be one of those guys, and I say give it a decade and people in casual, well, maybe not casual conversation, but... He'll be a household name, kind of like Ridley Scott or James Cameron, I feel like, in the sci-fi field. I think he's a very unique filmmaker. I think he's making a lot of very thought-provoking and uh, visually pleasing sci-fi movies. These are not your typical popcorn movies. These are very, these are just very good movies. They're very uh, films, so to speak. Uh, Not to get too serious, but... I love movies. I love going to the movies. I know I haven't talked about it on here a lot, and I know people like to hear what I think about movies sometimes. So, that's my two cents. The, the, so far, my favorite movies I've seen in 2018. I've been going to the movies a lot. And I got this app, too. And if you're on this app, please uh, uh, follow me on here. I will follow you back. Um, I, I love it. It's called Letterboxd is the name of the app. If you're a film buff, this app is made for you. It, it's fantastic. And uh, you can make lists. You kind of log your own movies on it. You log the movies you've seen. You can review movies. You, uh, it's great. And so, you know, one of the lists I've made just to keep up to help. 
I like to make lists. You know, it's not a surprise to anybody. Um, on here, I said my favorite films of 2017. You know, on here, I gave, I gave you all some of the list of that. And this year, I would like to, at the end of the year, record an episode where I have maybe my friend Chris Ivey or uh, other, you know, people that enjoy watching movies as much as me and see, you know, compare what our favorites were for the year. But I have a list on Letterboxd, and it's uh, all the 2018 releases that I've seen. That means movies that have come out this year in 2018. And uh, looking over it, you know, there's 12 movies that I've seen that have 2018 releases just so far, which doesn't sound like a lot for the year, but, you know, I was still catching up on 2017 releases, and, you know, a few of these were Netflix, you know, releases. There's a... Four Netflix releases on here, uh, which were The Ritual, A Feudal and Stupid Gesture, uh, Game Over Man, and Mute. And of all those, uh, The Ritual was, uh, if I had to make a top ten of movies so far out of the, t- out of the 12 I've seen, uh, I think that the ritual would for sure be up there on it. It's a it's a Netflix release. I'm I, y'all know my opinion about Netflix releases. It's got this whole straight to video feel to it. I'm not a fan of, but the ritual man. You know, I would like to I'd like to see that in a theater eventually. If I could ever have enough money to have a home theater, uh, the ritual would be a good one to put on it. So, of all the 2018 releases I've seen this year. Here's the, here's the list of them that I've seen. Uh, the Ritual, A Feudal and Stupid Gesture, Black Panther, Thoroughbreds, Game Over Man, Annihilation, Mute, Ready Player One, Isle of Dogs, Blockers, which was very funny. Uh, I'll get into that. A Quiet Place, which I saw last night, and Rampage, which I saw today and hated. Ah, I won't say hated, but man, uh, it just... No reason to see that again, for sure. Um, Blockers, though, surprisingly very good. I want to see John Cena in more movies. I want more John Cena in my movies. Uh, He is so funny in it. Ike Barinholtz is very funny in it. He's really coming into his own as a comedic actor. He's uh, he's so goddamn funny in this. And um, the teen—I don't know the girl's name, the teenage girls in it. Leslie Mann's great in it. Um, The teenage girls in it are really funny. Like. I think this is a great movie because, like with Lady Bird, like I'd mentioned uh, in an earlier episode when I mentioned Lady Bird, it's like the, these. Uh, this is such a uh, familiar premise for a movie, kind of. You know, it's a teen sex comedy, but like most teen sex comedies, it's from the male point of view, and this gives you a fresh take on it, and it's from these three girls' point of view, and. I think it was very well executed and funny. It's not trying to be anything other than what it is, which is just a uh, just a silly movie, just a silly teen sex comedy, and everybody's funny in it. Uh, John Cena, please put John Cena in some more movies. Uh, gotta love John Cena. Um, I don't want to go on about friggin' movies that I've seen this year, though, because I got a special guest today I'm very excited about. I uh, played some of his music on here. He is in the band The Birming Pepper... Uh, the Birming. That'd be a cool fucking nickname for him, though, since they are based in Birmingham. The Birming... The Birming Peppermints. No, uh, he is from The Burning Peppermints. He's the... Um, uh, plays plays that damn guitar in it, and he sings his heart out in it, and he's the, the, the frontman for The Burning Peppermints. Uh, my favorite band in Birmingham, hands down. Uh... 
I ran into him at Ty Siegel the other night, uh, which was a great show. I realized how fucking old I am now when I go to shows. Like uh, That show was very fun, but I cannot get close and be in the middle of uh, all these young kids enjoying it. You know, I've had my, my own... Uh, concert experiences like i let the uh you know people in their early 20s late teens enjoy it and have fun and uh i uh, saw uh walker scott whose music i've played on here too he plays with the burning peppermints every now and then he's an original member uh he crowd surfed he, he did some of the best crowd surfing i've ever seen at any fucking show i've been to so uh walker if you're listening uh that was really cool i, I spotted you don't think i didn't see you that, that that looked like a whole lot of fun um, but yeah, I mean, I couldn't do it now. I would have a fucking panic, full-blown panic attack and feel like everybody was judging me and being like, why is this old fucking creep, uh, crowd surfing? Yeah, Ty Siegel crushed it, though. I, I'll, I'll for sure go see Ty Siegel every goddamn chance I get, and I suggest you do the fucking same. Wow, that's a tangent that wasn't necessary that I just went on. But yeah, I'm going to have, it's Jake Wittig, frontman for the Burning Peppermints. I'm going to have him on. He's actually in route over here now. And we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. He's a fun guy. Like, we have a lot in common. Uh, he's just one of my favorite people to talk to. And uh, when I saw him, I was like, uh, hey, we, we got to do something. You know, we got to get you over here and just shoot the shit. And if that's what you're into, then you'll love this episode. So, uh, yeah, we'll just uh, kick it over, and we're going to hear from Jake Wittig, uh, frontman for the Burning Peppermints, and dear friend of mine. Love this guy to death. So, yeah, here it is, Jake Wittig, everybody. Oh, uh, you're good, man. We can start now. <laughs> All right, what up? I'm here with Jake Wittig of the Burning Peppermints. What's up, dude? You can't hear this music. Podcast. I can't hear the music. When this comes out, I almost want to save it. It's the yeah. uh, it's that Quincy Jones song that became the Austin Powers theme. <laughs> I had this on this playlist I do for the podcast. Like I make, you know, if I hear yeah. something cool, like I'm like, oh, I could use that on there. I have used yeah. hardly any of it. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> how have you been, man? Oh, been good. You know, been really busy uh, last couple of weeks, uh, and or about about really last month or so, just gearing up for the the album that we're about to put out because um, it's kind of the first the first one that we're really like gearing up for the release behind. We've been working on a lot of music for a while, and we had one album that we put out where we just kind of just like just put it up on Bandcamp and like yeah. didn't really do much about it. Um, but this one's coming out out on a label, and there's like you know sending it to radio people and stuff like that so there's just like work to be done in terms of just getting all that stuff straight which is cool because i've never really been this busy with music stuff before still making jack shit money wise yeah but you know that'll come y'all y'all got some pretty good uh traction going i feel like you know like i saw you at uh you know ty siegel the other night when we were talking about uh uh like you're just like getting recognized and stuff now like i saw it happen you know I don't know if you like talking about it because it's a weird thing as it is, but like yeah, it's it's strange because it happens. Uh, it happens in Birmingham. It's happened places outside of Birmingham too, which is extra weird because I'm never expecting it. Yeah, there. like, um, but it'll happen in in all different kinds of ways and all super weird kind of ways. Because like sometimes it's just a guy going up and like giving me like a little bit too aggressive of a, yeah. of a touch, rubbing your like, shoulder. Yeah, being like, <laughs> 
good, good, good stuff, you know, and just yeah. like moving on quickly. Sometimes it's a, it's like a lot of just like, you know, like, I'm like, I don't know how to end this interaction. It's just strange. Cause yeah. people, they know who I am. They know my name and stuff too. And so, I mean, it doesn't happen like all the time. I don't remember make it sound like, yo, I can't even go up. Oh no, I didn't. Yeah, that's you the thing know. too. Like I brought it up because yeah. like I saw it happen and uh, the guy that did it, did it the right way. It felt like yeah, he was he like, did. Oh, I like your music. That's the end of this yeah, conversation. Exactly. Because, I mean, you know, it feels good to get told that. It's part it of why you yeah, do it. You want for people. Sure. But also, there is like a line that can be crossed. There is. And, there are some people that linger for sure. And yeah, I, I you know, I, I honestly, I shouldn't complain about it at all because if people like my shit, you know. True. Like, you know, it's I, hard not I, to I notice, though. What's up? It's definitely hard to not notice. Like, you know, you, yeah. It's, there's just some times where it's like, fuck, I could have done without that. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's just, well, it's, it's like time, times when it's weird is like when uh, some like, it's usually weirder like with younger people. Like there are some kids that like went to my high school that like I, when we played Sloss Fest, a bunch of people at like Hoover, like they just know me from that. Or they're like friends with my sister and stuff too. Yeah. But they'll like take pictures of me to like send to my sister. That's the thing. But it's too. always... But it's always weird, and I guess that would happen. And I don't know, but yeah, it's just it's just always weird shit. <laughs> it's uh, it's one of those things too. At that age, where uh, they they're so young, they haven't picked up on social cues yet, and how that's weird. So it's like they're. Uh, yeah. I might have done that. I've oh shit that like not to get too off topic. I did that to Aaron. You know Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. Yeah. I ran when I lived in L.A. I went to Target one morning and I just saw him walking like outside, and I yeah. was like, fuck. I don't want to, it was the weirdest encounter. Yeah. Like it was the worst way to approach this. And I was just like, <laughs> if I don't ask him, I'll regret it. So I was like, Hey, uh, can I ask you a question? He was like, sure. And then I was like, you know what? Never mind. Uh, he was like, cool. Walks off. <laughs> then, then, he wasn't like, Oh no, what was it? You're just like, cool. Fine. Oh no. That, <laughs> yeah. that I should have ended it there. Yeah. And I didn't. I was oh, like, you know God. what? That's where I fucked up. And he was like, <laughs> he did one of those things. I know this is a uh, audio medium, so you can't see it, but he did one of those things where somebody's walking and they stop. Like they're yeah. bothered and they're just yeah. like ah, uh, like the eye roll with yeah, the whole the shoulder drop, yeah, like, just uh, like exactly. <laughs> and uh, I was just like fuck, I just ruined this dude's day. And in the picture, he looks happier than me. <laughs> like he's a, he's that's why he's the best though. You know, yeah, he's he's a exactly. good actor. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I was uh, we were watching uh, Todd Siegel the other night and GT opened for, but they put on a yeah. really good like I like they were great. I like that about a lot of local bands here. Like, y'all guys do it. That's part of why I like y'all is, like, y'all have a lot of theatrics, too, you add to it. It's really, mm-hmm. like, it's just uh, it's just a fun element to add to it. Like, yeah. uh, especially, like, nowadays, like, how stuff like that's easier to put out now, like, music mm-hmm. for more people to see, like, with social media and yeah. stuff. And, uh, like, y'all do video stuff for it to, like, put the album out and everything. Yeah, well, you can, you know, there's... There's so much you can do with a live show, and so many, so many times that I see bands, and uh, I'm just like, holy shit, it would be fucking great if they did this like right. crazy thing in the middle. And just, I would just, it's, it's usually stupid shit, like and shit that I haven't, haven't had the balls to even do yet. Yeah, and just like. Oh man! If they just had a guy come from like the backstage door streaking, like run yeah. out into the crowd and run out of the venue, that would be amazing. Well, that's what I like. You know, like we <laughs> we did. You asked me to do that thing with y'all that was so fun. But like, I noticed with you when you were doing it, you're like you got this like thing about you where uh, I mean, you're a great musician, but you also like. I don't know if I'd apply like say filmmaking qualities, but like like a, almost like a film director, how you like 
choreograph the whole thing and it's like a lot yeah. goes into it like well, it's yeah it just i want to i want to be able to create different experiences and the show that we're putting on right now is definitely more just like a kind of just a punk rock kind of like fun uh show the real thing was like each album that we've worked on has kind of had a, an underlying theme and uh when we did that with you that was witch mountain and that's really like cinematic like dark like haunted vhs tape yeah kind of like i loved that like, feel yeah definitely inspired by my like grandparent like growing up in my grandparents's house and uh just like yeah like watching fucking vhs tapes and the pair is it paramount or who is it that has the logo where all the stars fly oh, paramount uh, yeah. towards the yeah the mountain and stuff and just weird stuff like that uh, it, it just and then like thinking yeah it's just it's just like uh very very cinematic dark stuff and then but right now the the show's definitely just a little more like about being a punk rock show but we're wearing like pink and green suits and stuff yeah like even when it's, it's just trying to things. be a little bit more yeah like funny i guess too. yeah you don't want to you know like that's what's great about it is like you know it, it doesn't have to be like uh this whole production or anything but when yeah. it is it's fun and then you know like it's you know ultimately about you're putting music out it's a, a, a like but when you're you, you know live shows people want to have an experience at the same time and i think yeah. y'all guys do that i think you do a good job of that and uh thanks man. Uh, and it's like small things though like you know with the pink suits and stuff it's just like little like uh like like the whole aesthetic of the show even like it's just it adds something to it you know? yeah well i like to with that especially for this show was mostly about kind of calling to uh like bringing not trying to hide the like absurdity of fucking playing a rock show yeah like a lot of times people try to play off like this is so cool and i'm like do you like spent hours like record like recording and rehearsing and writing all these songs that you want to like just pretend like it's like <laughs> nothing like you just like you, like especially like I, I there bands that I that I that I love and I love their music, but some people just act way too cool. For yeah, it. and pretend like they're like because people show up to shows in their like regular clothes, but they like planned what they were gonna wear. Yeah, you know, you know? like just uh, like, if it's as simple as a t-shirt or something. It's yeah. like yeah, somebody's gonna fucking the, it, like is, be an obscure. This is the one. Yeah, it's like an obscure like movie or band or something. It's like. You made a choice. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you knew, like, you were like, somebody's going to notice this. And yeah, or, like, if, you know, like, because shit, saw so much of this kind of shit at South by Southwest. Like, if you're showing up with, like, a bleach blonde mullet, like, with, like, bangs, like, short bangs in the front, it's like, yeah, like, you're, you're decide like, it's a very conscious choice to look that way. Yeah, it's not a casual, yeah. just, like, rolled out of bed thing. Yeah, like, so, you know, but, uh, so, yeah, that's really just trying to call attention to all all of that stuff and be like yeah it's fucking ridiculous yeah it's silly to like play all this music and do, just to put on a show it's like embarrassing and a lot of people try to pretend like it's not yeah it's like because it uh you, you do like you spend so much time doing it like uh like in stand-up even like uh it's even funnier when comics try to be cool like because it's like yeah. dude you're <laughs> you're a clown that goes on the road for for yeah. money like and you you don't make much of it and it's like just call it what it is, you know, like, yeah, and it's exactly. fun. It's fun. It's, yeah. uh, it's fun to do like, just, but don't take it too serious. It's, it's fucking, you're a, you're a, a carny essentially. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. Like for real. Yeah. It does like, you know, some people do a good job of doing the whole serious thing too. Yeah. But, uh, oh, there's definitely an art to it. And I'm not saying that everybody who does that is like a pretentious asshole about it. Either. Yeah. Cause like, 
there's a it, there's art to all of it and i love all of it but i think for me i just couldn't feel comfortable like being like i need to wear cooler clothes and it's like fuck yeah. that i'm just gonna wear a suit right and like who gives a fuck like i just didn't want to like if i dressed the way i dressed i wouldn't look cool enough like i wouldn't yeah. look like quote cool enough you know to be in like a punk rock band so just like going completely the opposite direction and just look like an asshole <laughs> just like deliberately you're not, <laughs> like you're like supposed to be selling like dictionaries door to door or something what's it's, funny about those outfits though was that they really i found i didn't really realize this they work better when people haven't seen us play before because when we first wore those in birmingham people were just like what like just kind of like why would you wear that like yeah. uh uh, but when we like when we played in we played in Nashville uh, a couple of weeks ago and in Huntsville too, people who had never heard of us didn't know what we sounded like, what it was going to be. Just see us setting stuff up on yeah. stage in these pink and green you know outfits, and we look like fucking watermelons, look <laughs> goddamn ridiculous. And then we start playing like rock and roll, and that's what everybody was saying. They were like, "It's you guys look like jokers, like you just look crazy, <laughs> like like stupid, like fuck these guys." Is all you're thinking as they're getting yeah. set up, and then just shattering that expectation which was never which was never part of the intention but i'm it helps you it's know it's great yeah 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 like if i saw that and i had never heard y'all like i would be like maybe these guys are goofballs but like yeah. I'm, I'm going to watch this and then yeah. you know they watch it and like maybe they like it a lot they're like found y'all's music and it'd be like oh they're really good at music too like so it's uh, a yeah. it, it can like draw eyes to it as well it's a uh, it's a, that's another thing too that I've always felt uncomfortable with as a performer is uh, I don't know if you ever get this but like um, I guess networking would be the word is like yeah. I'm, I'm it kind of goes back to the being uncomfortable about the being approached thing is like it's just yeah. I'm just not good at it and I'm there's not like good at it it's like it's a certain way you no. have to like play the game I guess and it's like part of it but it's also like there's just this tinge to it that feels dirty and it like, does because I'm like. You know, I, I want people to, God, yeah, it's just, it's, it's so uncomfortable. You just want to do what you do, and, like, if people like it, they like it, and yeah. that's, that's, it, that's all that should be, you know? You shouldn't have to uh, butter people yeah, up. Yeah, check stuff. us out, yeah, give us a follow on Instagram, uh, yeah. you know, like, you know, all of that stuff, because, yeah, it's, it's, it's awkward sometimes, especially when somebody just really likes it i mean like if there were if some girl came up to you and you're like you're really cool you'd be like oh give me a follow on instagram and uh, you know check yeah. out you want to look at my website i'm gonna be like you know yeah. just like that's not that's not how you approach normal social interactions and, and suddenly it turns into a different thing yeah people find stuff like that i feel like you know for me anyway i've never found something and i mean maybe here and there i haven't kept track or anything yeah. but like very rarely have I had somebody do that and been like, oh, it's like my new favorite band. It's like, you just have to find that organically, I feel like. And it's yeah. just, uh, I mean, it doesn't hurt, but it's like a numbers game at that point, and it just feels wrong. Almost. Yeah, yeah it, yeah, it feels really strange to me. I never feel comfortable doing it. Yeah, it's just, I, I don't know. Like, I'm bad at taking compliments. Like, uh, oh, yeah, me too. If, like, I do a show and somebody's like, um, you know, you were really funny or something, a good set, like, uh, you know, I can, you know, be like, thanks or whatever, but I feel like this thing inside of me where I'm just like, I don't want to come off like I'm like, yeah, I know, I, yeah. I know, you don't have to tell me that. Man, like, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's the worst. I hate that. I, I really, what I prefer so much more is people giving me negative feedback. Yeah. Because then I could, like, if you, like, if you really want to give me a compliment, tell me something, tell me it was great, and then tell me one thing you didn't like. Because then yeah. I feel like I can believe 
you've like you've established credibility. Yeah, it doesn't you know? seem sugar coated at all. Like you're you're like putting on a, a, a like a, a mask almost to like you know compliment me and make me feel good. Uh, plus, it you know I, I like constructive criticism, especially yeah. like doing stand up because that has historically like since I've been doing it made me better. Yeah. Like I, I used to get heckled by this guy. Uh, Every time I went to the bike, <laughs> and uh, he's a good friend of mine now. He he yeah. knows he's he's just a dick. It's yeah. just how he is. But he um he would heckle me to the point where I was like, I can't do comedy here anymore. And I moved to L.A. to just see what that was like, and yeah. it made me better. Like um I think you know not to say bully people into it or anything, but yeah, no, I mean like because for me, I don't know if it's this way. Like sometimes sometimes you botch execution of certain things, you know, and like you get up and you try. I'm sure you know. It happens with stand-up too. You get up and you have something you want to try. You do it and it doesn't work, um, or it does, or it does work. And like, you, you, so there's there's times when it just doesn't work and you can't even really know like, did that idea work because I just didn't really execute it properly or like I didn't play the song well. So it doesn't matter if people liked it or not because I didn't do it as good as I wanted to. But like for me, when I go up and I have like a good set, I I'm like I know. That's why yeah. like, when I like when I. I used to like you know it's just such a, well and the thing too is it's such an easy thing to say to people you know to just like mm. you're like oh you did a good job good job but you know like because for me I'm always like I'm like yeah it was good and then I I feel I'm trying to get better just like accepting things for what they are mm. um, especially because the show that we're playing right now is music we've been working on for like years so I'm like not really much to improve there but like. I guess what I'm trying to say is like I feel like I did the best I could, but I know there's like a missing like ten percent. Yeah, I can't figure out what that is though. Tell me what could be better. I feel that exact you know? same way. Like I, I, you put it like perfect because yeah. uh, it, it's hard to put into words that that feeling you get like when people do that and you like you don't feel fulfilled, but yeah. but you have people telling you, you did good. Um, yeah. Because it's just I don't know. Like you're you're then you're in your head about like well I mean sure it was fun but I did this wrong and what, I would have done it this way and what and, and I try to be delicate about it because sometimes people do shit and they're like I mean I I don't want to you know I don't it's just like sometimes I feel like people do shit and they're like they're like that was great like I, there was nothing I would have changed I I'm never really like that because I'm a perfectionist yeah. um but like so I, when I like see when I like see artists I try to like let them know like like yeah. when i like i saw adia victoria at uh syndicate lounge a while ago and i can't remember what i said um but it was i said something to the bass player about like oh the you know the not like trying to be like a dick or whatever yeah. but they were like getting ready to go play a show like the next night and so uh they were like doing the syndicate there was only like two shows they were doing as a warm-up gig but i was like it was like that's always so much more helpful to me when somebody lets me know like hey I would, I would I was, rather somebody yeah. do that you yeah, know? yeah yeah so I, I try to be I try to be uh, mindful of, of that when I'm when I'm talking to to other artists and, and and stuff like that but I also don't you know don't want to ever overstep my bounds yeah you don't want to come off like a dick like well you know <laughs> it's, yeah. it's all in wording too yeah, I mean yeah. let's be real there's there's ways to approach it um because mm. I mean. If somebody comes up to me with this, you know, pretentious fucking tone, even oh, like, yeah, it's like, yeah, well, yeah. I'm not, I don't give a fuck if I did do bad. I don't care. I'm not gonna take your advice because uh, you're a dick. <laughs> you know, well, I'm just that selfish about it. But. I think that a lot of times pe- people, artists and non-artists alike, don't realize how valuable their perspective, their like fresh perspective, is to an artist. At least in my eyes, anytime that I can show something to someone who doesn't know anything about me. Yeah. And like they're like completely like go in completely unbiased 
and I can be like, what did you think of that? Like, what was good? What was bad? Like, that's always like, so I'm just like, uh, so many opportunities for people to tell me what could be better. And it just can't be like, what did you not like? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I always, feel, I always feel weird. I've never really asked anybody, but I would feel so weird if I was just like, so he's like, great set. And I was like, what did you not like? You know? Right. Well, I think, you yeah. know, what's important, like I, on, on here, you know, I'm like 10 episodes into this, but I always like talk about, um, cause I spend a lot of time. I usually don't have guests. I like, it should be rambling for yeah. an hour. So it gets really weird. Some yeah. of the stuff I talk about. You're doing a and great job, man. I love Thanks, it. I man. Love I, appreciate yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. That's why I keep doing it. It was supposed to be a side project. I'm like, I'm yeah. having too much fun doing this. Yeah. But yeah. It's you, in there with my rotation. Good deal, man. Yeah. That's good to know. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, uh, I, like I was talking about something, uh, what were we talking about just then? <laughs> I forgot uh, what the fuck. People I was. like uh, saying, uh, oh, asking okay. people what what was bad. <laughs> yeah, I always like drill it uh, on here to just like be honest with people and like nobody should just. We should just be more honest with each other and not take it as like being a dick. Just take it as like constructive, like because uh, yeah. I just don't think that uh, anybody would take the time to criticize something and give you tips on something unless they didn't want you to improve on yeah, it. Like, yeah, why would absolutely. you waste your time? Unless, you know, you're just some kind of sociopath that, like, wants to get in somebody's head. Yeah. Which, not to say that wouldn't happen. There's yeah. plenty of that. But, but yeah, I mean, I think that's really important. Uh, I guess a lot of people don't see it that way, though. Yeah, well, I think the majority of people will take shit like that personally, too. Yeah. Which I try to never... I'm trying to take, like, nothing about my art personally anymore. Yeah, you can't, really. You know, because it's like you said earlier, it's, uh, you know... We're all very serious about it, but essentially, at the end of the day, what it is is like so you're supposed to enjoy it. Yeah, and it's like uh, you're just having fun. You're supposed it, it, when, when you stop having fun doing it, like you should probably just stop doing it. Like if it feels like a job, I feel like you you should just find something else. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Like it should never feel like there's there's times it gets stressful, of course. Like mm-hmm. right now, like you know, you're doing the promotion for it and yeah, sending yeah, it yeah. to radio station. There's work involved, but it's like. At the end of the day, it's you, you still know, like, you like doing it. Oh, yeah, I love sitting, like, there's nothing I love more than sitting there with my checklist for what I gotta do for the day and, like, going through and, like, knocking that shit out. Yeah, there, there is something cathartic about that. Like, I noticed with you, like, when we uh, were doing that show that uh, I did the little thing before yeah, uh, at yeah. Syndicate, like, you're, you are, like, you do kind of have this way you do things and you are a perfectionist about it, and it's like, that make such a better like uh show though like you because mm-hmm. you, if you don't like nail it down one thing gets sloppy then everybody kind of like is i don't know what they're kind of relaxed about how they're gonna perform and then it just kind of yeah. the whole thing can kind of crumble so it's it's important to to kind of get it tweaked perfect like every little thing i feel like yeah i i realized very quickly like I, I was i was in the magic a lot as a kid and uh like i don't do it really anymore i'm just kind of like out of practice with it and it's well, not don't ever it's not become as, a professional magician like <laughs> you should totally stick to what you're doing <laughs> it's not as much but well i realized like the way that i kind of i feel like there's a lot of similarities between like uh magic and comedy and like the way that uh the execution of burning peppermint stuff happens sometimes where you have to, it's like the, like the expectation and then the like betrayal of like that expectation like you know really like that's like the the whole key of magic is like betrayal or like 
even with comedy, I feel like the best, it's just like there's that unexpected. Yeah, know? that's that's the, what's that's my favorite kind of comedy is when yeah. somebody kind of leads you down this road with this, uh, you know, setup, and then the punchline just out of left field. Like, yeah, well, that's yeah, and, and ultimately, those for me, yeah, if I can, if I know the punchline before the joke's over, then it doesn't work. Yeah. You know? And uh, you should never go to an open mic because you're gonna guess all the punchlines. <laughs> like, not to say like, well, yeah. I can just say it. Like, open mics are the worst part of doing comedy. Like, bar none. Oh, yeah. It's I just it. open mics are the worst part of getting started as a musician. Yeah, God, I, I couldn't even imagine a music open mic because like you have to sit through way longer sets between like, oh, with yeah. people too, and it's like you know whole songs before playing. And oh, it's, it's whole songs, and it's a lot of people who. Are just getting up there with some really emotional shit too. Yeah, That's, there's some broken people that they, do this, and it's 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 hard. It will the especially hard thing is like open mics for music stuff is generally like acoustic acts. Yeah, and I, well, that's not what we were doing when we got started. We were like bringing drums into places <laughs> and electric guitars, and like you know good people brewing that huge fucking yeah like tap room or whatever it was before they like closed had closed it off and stuff i remember that mike i actually did some comedy on it once and ate shit <laughs> yeah, it's a weird room it is a, it was a weird fucking room they get really uh they get really um yeah people get mad because it was loud and, yeah uh, it, it's like well <laughs> yeah and uh it's just like uh, yeah so that that was that was really weird uh getting started out uh i yeah that was very strange but yeah sorry i no, you're good. Uh, I was just going to ask. Like, I'm interested in like how, like, did you guys bounce around to different open mics when you all started? Like, just yeah. I'm curious how like that is like the the, the musician open mic circuit because that's just it seems like it would be so much like different, but in like elements of it like the same as well too. Though it's underrated because a lot of people um, don't. I feel like from. The majority of the podcasts I listen to are comedians, so I sometimes I feel like I like know stuff about comedy, but I'm not a fucking comedian, so I don't want to like. And I know you are, so I don't. Oh no, like, like speak like your mind. Saying, though, like, you know, uh, but, yeah, I'm not snobby. I just want to. I don't want to sound like an asshole. Me personally, all, you know? <laughs> I don't get. I don't get snobby about yeah. that shit. Like I said earlier, like the way I look at comedy is like we're all like carnies that like. Yeah. Are, like I don't ever take it too serious. So like I'm interested to hear what you have to say about it. But uh, but yeah, so like I feel like. When we were starting out, we got a lot out of open mics, and like in in the really the same kind of way that comedians get out of it. Although it's a little less of like, there's a little less of like, oh, you're a musician, go play open mics. It's because open mics, I think, generally are a little bit more of like, do you need to just go play some music in public? Yeah, go do it. Exactly, and that's what I got from yeah, it. Yeah, like, um, and so. But we were just like, we're trying to play shows, like at any cost. Like, so it was really, that was really kind of w- what it was. And, and yeah, a lot of times people don't give a shit about it. It's too loud for people. They, you know, um, and this was when we started doing open mics, it was like all white stripes covers too. So we were just getting up and doing, doing white stripes covers because that was all we knew how to play um, uh, before we started writing music for that project. Um, but yeah, we were just like, we want to play shows around town. We can't like get a show booked because we don't have any like recordings. We haven't played any other shows, so we just kept going at it, doing open mic nights. We played Good People Open Mic. There's this really shitty bar in Hoover called Redline. I want to say, if I um, ask my friend Jack, I guarantee he's been there a lot. <laughs> that place, that place was pretty funny. They were pretty tolerant of the loudness because they had, um, they had some. 
they had some like band bands that would play. There was this I will never forget, man. And I'm friends with this guy on Facebook, but I never, <laughs> I never want to like talk to him or reach out to him. Um, I can't wait to hear. But he's this. the guy who hosted that open mic. Uh, his name, uh, well, I don't need to say You don't have name. to say his name. I don't have to anything. say his name. But uh, he, he has a funny name, but I'm not going to say it. But um, You can tell me after because I yeah. have to hear it now. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he damn, he was like the host of Mike. He'd be like, all right, up next, we got, you know, this guy. He's like really, you know, being like a good host and stuff. Um, but he would like get up and play some songs though. And Mike, I was like, this guy actually is like really fucking good. Like it was hilarious <laughs> how like he was like actually like, a badass, like really good performer. Like he would like he one of the few guys I've ever seen like get, be with a drummer and playing an acoustic guitar. And, and like, you're like you actually. Wanna... I know. I was like, holy shit, this guy like seems like he he got some some forces from the old rock and roll days. Yeah, he's like, like an older guy, but he's like this guy. This guy's got it. He's been doing this a long time. That's crazy because it's like he just like it's oh, this is just something I do. It's like yeah. well, you're fucking great, man. Yeah. There was a lot of that. At, uh, did you ever go to Gip's place? I guess it's still around. No, I've never been there. Yeah. There was a lot of that there. It's like I mean, even Gip. It's like why didn't you record anything? You're like amazing. Like I mean, yeah. I like old like you know like Lightning Hopkins and stuff like that. Like Elmore James is like just that really like super electric guitar blues, but it's really raw too. Like with yeah. the slide and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like yeah. it's great. And uh, he was, like, just playing this fucking box guitar. Super fucking fuzzy. Like, yeah. it was, like, shit, you would fucking, you would dig it. Like, yeah, it's yeah, fucking yeah. awesome. And I was like, I would buy this dude's album. Like, why doesn't he do anything other than just, you know. I guess yeah. he's happy with that, but it's like, fuck, I want to hear it. You know, I want yeah. that album. But uh, it's it's crazy to see people, like, just sort of like, no, this is just something I do. Yeah, that's always wild to me. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm just like, I want to show off, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> you have that talent. Like, I yeah. mean, fucking just show the fuck off like use it to its full yeah. potential like yeah that's insane though um you see those red line maybe i should hit that red line up. they closed actually oh, there's shit. like a there's something else there now but it was um yeah that was a funny place they had like a bunch of pool tables and stuff yeah, it was a weird spot um was like, base camp ever around when you were what it was called base camp it was oh, it was in five points it was like across from the plaza on the other side of the street mm-hmm. Uh, it was awful. Like you didn't miss anything. They oh, used yeah. to have music open mics there, and uh, it was like, I mean, it was such a it's such a gross place. Like I saw like a dude try to drug some girl there once, and I was oh, like, I, I had to like go. I was like, I can't let this happen. I have to uh, tell uh, somebody. Oh, yeah, it was just like awful. It's like yeah. apparently that was notorious for what that place was notorious Jesus. for, and it's just. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I remember there were open mics there a lot though. Yeah. <laughs> it's not uh, anything uh, of note though. Pretty pretty bad memories. Yeah, it was. But yeah, so we we were just like playing. And I mean, what was the other place? The um, oh that place. Uh, you ever that's in Bluff Park? That moonlight on the mountain place. I've heard it's, of it's it. like it, it's an it's it's whole thing is that it's an exclusively uh, acoustic venue. And we were like, please let us play stuff in there. And they were like, he was like, no, man, people are really not going to like it. And we were like, okay, we're fine if people don't like it. Like, can we play there? And like (laughs) all the old fuckers that were in there came up to us and were like, it was really nice to see a change. I was like, you piece of shit. You motherfuckers need to listen to your customers. God damn it. They know what they want. I had an amazing experience at that open mic in particular because it was a little more intimate and a little more of like an event and like a night than it was just like random because it it wasn't like a bar or anything. It was just, you just go there. Yeah. um, Specifically for the open mic. Um, But there were people that were just like attending too, which was cool. Um, But yeah, like I went up on stage. I was just going straight into an amp. I didn't have a tuner. I started trying to play and my guitar's really shitty out of tune 
again with these old fuckers that are just crazy. Guy jumps up and just like from like in front of me starts plucking the strings on the guitar and like tunes my guitar. God like, damn! In like four seconds. Did he nail it? He nailed Holy it. Holy shit! It sounded great. I was like, "What the hell? Like, how did that happen?" I've never even heard of that fucking happening ever. Like, yeah. just somebody just going up and tuning it was this am- dude's guitar. It was amazing because he could tell that I was so distraught. And this was when I was like sixteen. Too. Yeah. He could tell I was so like freaked out, and I was like, "Oh, it's gonna take forever." I, or like, I was just like, "I'm gonna have to." Because I had to like get my phone or something, like figure out a way to tune it, and he just went in and brat fixed it. And I was like, "Oh my <laughs> well, god!" There we go. Problem fucking solved. That dude rules. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I was like, I, I, I feel like I thanked him like afterwards, and you know, he kind of gave me that like cowboy like, "Don't mention it," you know, like just like that's the away. coolest dude ever. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's like Sam Elliott and the Big Lebowski. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Well, yeah, I remember like uh, y'all were really young when I saw. This is like way before I knew. I saw y'all at the Nick on like New Year's, and you I was know like, what's really weird. A lot of people that I, I I run into, they tell me that that's like the like if that that's like the one time they saw us, or that was the first time they yeah. saw us, or like I saw you guys one time like a few years ago at like that show. Yeah, that was like because yeah. I remember I had not heard of y'all, and uh, I want to say it was uh, you know Haley Grimes. I want to say she yeah. mentioned y'all. And, oh, cool. uh, yeah, yeah. So she mentioned it, and like I checked y'all. I was like, "Holy shit! This is uh, how do I not know about these guys?" And I was like, "Oh, they're at fucking high school. That's insane." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "I thought it was insane." Like, because I think like Walker was playing with y'all then, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walk, Walker, Walker was playing, and we had uh, yeah, a friend of mine that sang backup that night. That was the one show she did that at. But that was weird too because we had played so like after doing open mics, the first shows we played in Birmingham were like weeknights at the Nick. Yeah, where. No, it shows that the Knicks start at 10 p.m. and we'd show up at like 8. Like, <laughs> we got to make sure in case they need us yeah. or something. And we're just sitting there. And they're just like, no, you're the, 10 o'clock, man. Dude, fucking the first time that we played the Nick, um, this was before Walker was in the band, but he was like a really big fan of ours because he's a little weird freak. Um, yeah, but, that's a sm- <laughs> he's like a smart, like super like talented dude. Like it's insane. Yeah. Like, he, <laughs> was a, he was a fan of my like quote fan of my like middle school band too like he just loved music so much and was so stoked that he knows a lot of him was was playing it yeah he's like just into this like just to super the, obscure to the shit. point that we changed our name at one point and he came up to me and was like you're the bassist for and then it was like our new name that we hadn't told anybody about yet he's like yeah i saw you guys change your facebook page and i was like what how like, do you know this <laughs> yeah i know but that was it i and Sidebar from that, uh, the way I met Walker and started playing music with him was because I saw him play- wearing a white stripe shirt one day, and I was like, "This kid surely knows how to play guitar." Yeah, I was like, no, he's wearing a white nobody's stripe. wearing a white stripe shirt that doesn't know how to play guitar at least a little bit. And I was like, "I was like, hey man, we should jam sometime." And he was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Oh, cool, good bet." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, never looked back." That motherfucker's so talented. Yeah, he's really talented, and it's like it's funny you mentioned that. Like I. I've never seen somebody wear a white striped shirt. Like they're they're certainly yeah. popular enough, but it's like somebody in a white striped shirt. Like they know their shit though. Like they 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 yeah. they listen to like a lot of like old Detroit garage shit too. On top yeah. of it, uh, did you ever get? I don't want to sidetrack. Did you ever get that? Uh, it was like this. Uh, the sympathetic sounds of Detroit, I think, and like it was a uh, mm. it was like a I lot of it was like before the white straps got really big. It had like Jack White's old band up holsters and stuff on it. It's yeah. worth checking out. It's like a oh, lot cool. of really check good. It out. Detroit's insane how much good, like, garage Did you see up. that somebody found one of those upholsterer records? No. So, yeah, do you know, like, the whole thing with that first, the first single that they made, how they only pressed, like, 
or I don't know if they only pressed three copies, but three copies of it he put he put into furniture. Oh wow! And no, like hid I in there, and they were just like in random pieces of furniture in Detroit. And finally, like a, like a year ago, somebody found one of them. Oh my god, that's insane! That yeah. like it's like four songs, right? And it's like, or is it like a full length? No, it's like a, it's a seven inch. So it might it, they're probably short songs. So there might be a few songs there, but like at least two or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I knew I'm not was, super like, familiar with that. There's but I like, do know, yeah, that they found one. They had like three songs that I heard. I know they were really hard to find because I lo- like there was a song called "Apple of My Eye" that's like just like it was an yeah. original. That one's good. That's, that one, yeah, that's probably the one that would get played. That one was in. Yeah. What's that documentary that Jack White was in? It might. It get might get loud. loud. Yeah, yeah. That's how I found out about Flat yeah, Duo yeah. Jets and Dexter Romweber, and I was oh, like, yeah. "Fuck, this dude is super." Hey, well, have you seen the documentary that? that footage of them in that is from yeah the, the MTV about thing. athens music scene or whatever yeah it goes into his little shack that he lives yeah in. that shit's so, so good. weird yeah he's like here's mom and dad it's like <laughs> herman monster <laughs> yeah <laughs> that dude's insane like there's a documentary about him on youtube that's really good man i saw them again though recently and they got old man yeah he's like He's had a rough life, man. Yeah. He, he, he's one of those dudes like the, the industry kind of chewed up and spit out. I mean, he's still kind of going for it. You know, he's still definitely like rocking out. But it's just weird because I hadn't seen any pictures of him recently. I went to that show. I was like, damn, this is like an old guy. Yeah, he's an old <laughs> man. He's like put on some weight. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, man, when he was younger, though, like just I, I, I would kill to see a fucking flat duo jets uh, set. Oh, yeah. But yeah, like... Um, that yeah, that it might get loud so underrated. Like I feel like oh, more people such should. Such a t- good one. It's yeah. really good. Like when he fucking makes that little guitar. Out oh of, like, yeah, and like just all the all the stories and and just yeah, God, I used to when in early days of Burning Peppermint's shows to like help me get like amp. Not that I needed any help getting amped up. But to feel like extra inspired before shows, yeah. I would either watch that movie, like the day of one of our shows, I'd watch that documentary, or I would watch Under Blackpool Lights. That's uh, those are some good pump up, like get in the yeah. fucking mood. I'd be like, let's go, and, you know, <laughs> and then I would go to the show wearing fucking red jeans and a black shirt, and <laughs> you know, like sing like Jack White and play White Stripes covers. <laughs> Just like, that's a good dude to emulate, yeah. though. Like starting out, I feel like because I mean he did that with uh, Dexter Romweber, and yeah. like you see how he's turned out. Oh yeah, like, well it was like it. The most of the reason was I just I really for a long time had no role models for like singers. Like, because all the singers that I liked, I couldn't sing like them because my voice isn't like, I, well, it's, I've gotten, my voice has gotten better the longer I've been practicing, but all I was really capable of at first was like screaming, you know, yeah. like, like just yelling, like just being aggressive was basically the, the best thing that I could, that I could do. And so like the hives and, uh, and the white stripes were great for that starting on because it's just, ah, ah, you know, yeah. like you can just kind of just. And that's all the that, dude from the Hobbs does, and he's yeah. fucking like. But he's like, got it. They're underrated too, too. I think like. Uh, I know. I wish they would put out another record. So I do too. Tour. You know, they played in they played in Birmingham, but they were. You know who they were opening for? Who? Fucking Pink. Pink. Yeah. Like Pink Pop Art. Like yeah, the, yeah. They, I would go to that. Just to I see would those. have dude to the cheapest. T- it was at the BJCC. The cheapest tickets were like a hundred something bucks. Ah damn. And I and I, and I was like, man. I really, that's insane. <laughs> I know. I was like, that's so. That's when so was crazy. this? Like, this was like years ago. It might have been like 2014 or something like okay. that. Okay, man. Uh, 
you know, like I've done, you know, that pretty much. I've paid for an opening act. Like <laughs> yeah. I, Kings of Leon was the fucking uh, headliner for uh, the Black Keys once. And this is when they were like treading oh, yeah. on, like when I kind of, too, like, Still I don't want to. duo then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just, uh, you know, Dan Arbach and uh, uh, Patrick Carney. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, I had missed them at Bottle Tree when they played a secret show years ago when they mm. were still like raw sounding. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to sound like one of those guys. It's just. Their newer stuff's just, it's not for me. I, I respect that they're great musicians. It's just not for yeah, me. Yeah, it's interesting. But, I feel like I probably would have the same opinion, except for the first time I ever even heard any of the Black Keys was uh, when El Camino came out. That's when they, t- that was the turning point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and it's not that was, that was what I knew them from. And so I was like, yeah, this is fine. Yeah, then you like. Because there wasn't their, any expectation. Right. You know? Then so. you check like their first, like the big come up, and you're like, this is them? Holy yeah. fuck. Uh, yeah, they're, uh, Dan Arbach's just... The, I think he's a really good uh, producer now. Like oh, yeah. He produced the new Shannon and the Clams record, which is really good. And, yeah, you he's know. produced a, a lot of good stuff. And that, yeah. new, that Arcs record is, is really good. It is. I have a buddy that like... He, the only stuff he posts on Facebook's music from that album. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, it's, I really love his, the textures. He's not my favorite lyrically, and that's probably where I get lost on it the most, but the... Um, <laughs> It's like going so in in depth on no, like I love talking yeah. about but shit like, like this. but like sonically like that whatever that opening track is, I can't even like think of what it sounds like right now. But I know every time I do hear it, then I'm like, fuck, that's like really really good sounding. Yeah, he he knows how to make some pretty like uh, some good sounding like you know fuzzy just fucking like that's what I'm into like just as much fuzz as you can fucking put like yeah uh, i think mud honey is fucking underrated if you want to get into grunge like you know yeah. like uh any any type of genre that has uh a band that like applies that to it at all like that's my favorite band and that shot like mm-hmm. i think mud honey got overshadowed by nirvana so fucking <laughs> bad like uh not to say nirvana is not good no oh, yeah. right but um but yeah i mean uh do you got anything you want to plug or anything you got this new album coming out yeah, I'm trying to think because I'm gonna. I was just kind of. What was I talking about? I brought Walker up for some reason. We were talking about uh, he he knew like yeah, all these things knew. about y'all. That- oh yeah, yeah, but and I, I brought that up because God damn it, I'm just trying to. I just don't. I want to. I want to like finish that story because it's like. Damn, I feel like an asshole. You can edit this out. <laughs> no, you're good. I'm bad. At, I'm, this is the thing with the thing too. I will for sure leave it in. Like I, I'm so like lazy about that shit, but um. But yeah, like I'm gonna uh, listen back and be frustrated. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we can have you. I back apologize on, to anybody listening that I didn't finish that story. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can have you back on for sure, man. Hell yeah. Um, you got you want to plug the new album, anything like that? Any yeah, shows coming up? Uh, Glitter Vomit will be on uh, released via Kansas City label called uh, High Dive Records uh, on May 11th. We'll have some vinyl. We'll have. Uh, cassettes, CDs will be all over the web, all that good stuff. And uh, we'll have our album release uh, if you're in Birmingham. 1018 Montgomery Highway. It's our studio. Um, it'll be us and Dirty Lungs. We'll have a bunch of uh, trim tabs sponsoring, so we'll have a bunch of free beer and stuff. It'll be one hell of a night. It's going to be good, man. That's a nice little studio y'all got there, man. You know? Yeah, have you been You've been down there? Yeah, that's what? where we were like rehearsing for oh, that right, thing. Right, right, but yeah, yeah, it's nice, man. You got a good setup there, but yeah, man. It was fun, though, man. We got to have you back on for sure. I, I like talking about shit like anybody I can find that like is into like the same kind of music at all with me. Like, because uh, you're a lot younger than me, but like 10 years ago, like finding people into this shit was like 
impossible here. Like, yeah. I had, like, one friend that liked the same shit, and uh, it's gotten a lot better. Like, I know it's, like, uh, people your age are, like, more into, like, uh, like uh, roots music almost even, like, more yeah. than... It was always, like, hardcore and stuff. Like, uh, like scre- Screamo was really big when I was, well, it's, like... It's so easy now to find anything. I think that has a lot you to know? do with it. There's something to that because, like, it just makes it easy. I would kill to be able to find, like, I was, uh, oh, this is crazy. I got to say this. Yeah. I, I got to give friend, uh, my friend Dylan Dury credit for this. Um, you know the band Death? Like, the ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you, the documentary. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. They, they blew up from that documentary. I shit you not, like, in 2005, that motherfucker found their music and was showing it to me. Because I was yeah. like, because I had been trying to find it for years, then that came out, and I'm like, Dylan fucking found that band. I was like, I've been trying to find them for fucking ever. Cause, uh, That's awesome. Because there's pictures of them that was, it was on MySpace where he found it. That's how hmm. fucking old it was. And like, uh, <laughs> it was like a picture of them dressed up as like, uh, like, the road warriors, like uh, like the wrestling tag team, <laughs> like it looked, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. just like the spike shit, and like I've Hell never yeah. seen that picture uh, since. It's not even in the documentary, I don't think. That's awesome. But yeah, man, thanks for coming. We'll, we'll do this again sometime for sure, man. Hell yeah, thanks for having me, dude. One, two, three, now. <laughs> Jake Wade of the Burning Peppermints, baby. Get their new album coming out, Glitter Bomb, and it's going to be really fucking good. That's, that's one of my favorite bands. That is my favorite band in Birmingham, but there's just there's so many talented bands here. They're up there at the top, though. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, this has uh, been Table for One Dumboy this week. Uh, we gotta we got to wrap it up, though, but don't worry. Next week will be here sooner than you think. And y'all can hear this beautiful voice. ASAP, baby. Hope you enjoyed it, guys. I'll see you next week. Hey.